0: Star Wars 7x7 episode 1,996. Today, there are lots of articles and opinions flying around about whether The Rise of Skywalker actually supports The Last Jedi or if it undermines The Last Jedi. Well, I've seen The Rise of Skywalker and I think there's ample evidence for one side and I'm gonna share that with you today. Punch it! Hey Rebel Riser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So this is a spoiler-filled episode for The Rise of Skywalker. If you have not seen the movie yet, then you'll want to hold this episode for a later date. But if you're okay with me talking about details of The Rise of Skywalker, well then let's dig into it. So particularly one of the things that I've been seeing cited as evidence for the possibility that The Rise of Skywalker actually undermines, refutes, otherwise walks back The Last Jedi, is that scene where Rey tries to throw away her lightsaber and Luke's Force Ghost catches it and says, you should treat a Jedi's weapon with more respect. So, that is being suggested as a repudiation of the scene at the very beginning of The Last Jedi where Luke takes his Jedi weapon handed to him by Rey and goes, doink, and throws it over his shoulder. But Luke's arc in The Last Jedi is to learn that the choices that he made were not the right choices and for him to earn redemption. So he has actually learned as a result of The Last Jedi that he should have treated his Jedi weapon with more respect in the first place. So it actually supports what happened in The Last Jedi, at least as far as his whole story arc went. And what's more is that he tells Rey not to do the same thing that he did, which is what she's trying to do. Sit on Octo and never go out in the galaxy again. Same thing. He's telling her, Look, I was wrong. He realized that in The Last Jedi in the first place, and now he gets to communicate this. And in fact, the whole thing that Yoda talks to Luke about in The Last Jedi, about passing on what you've learned, not just the successes, but the failures too. This is his opportunity to say, hey, what I did was wrong, don't do what I did. This was a failure on my part. Learn from my failures as much as my successes. So, absolutely supports what Ryan Johnson was doing in The Last Jedi. Then you have the matter of Supreme Leader Snoke. So. Let's do a little quick thing before we get to Snoke and say that here on the podcast we've talked about the fact that the sequel movies are not just doing the job of the original trilogy, they're actually doing the job of the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, and in fact The Force Awakens covers the first four movies from all three prequels through A New Hope in terms of their story beats, right? You had a Galactic Republic or a New Republic that was in place, and then it was wiped out, and then the bad guys came into power, and then they suffered a huge defeat of their giant planet-killing star base, right? Four movies (laughs) previously, one movie now, okay? And what ends up happening in The Last Jedi is a bit of a change. So in Return of the Jedi, that's when Darth Vader's boss gets killed. Emperor Palpatine gets killed. Yeah, I know. (laughs) In Return of the Jedi. So we had to assume that Snoke was going to get killed at some point in the sequel movies. It just so happened that Ryan Johnson made that happen in The Last Jedi instead of it happening in Episode Nine. And so here's where we circle back around to Snoke in The Last Jedi. I think one of the big complaints about him was the fact that we had invested so much theorizing and wondering about Snoke in the years in between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, only to have him summarily dispatched without any other backstory information about who he was or how he got so powerful, and so he was relatively quickly dismissed, and people thought, you know, there was so much more to him we should have known, and why was he just kicked to the curb like that? Well, it turns out, in The Rise of Skywalker, that he was just a clone that palpatine created basically or some other kind of crazy creature thing because there's that formaldehyde tank with snoke looking body parts hanging around in it so yeah still supports the notion that snoke really wasn't that important to the overall arc but that's what the last jedi basically said because it wasn't really about snoke it's about kylo ren just like the original trilogy was about darth vader All right, I'm gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna talk about one other. There's more to talk about, but there's one other I wanna talk about today because a fourth one is gonna require a whole episode of its own. So stay tuned. Welcome back. So, the last one I want to talk with you about today is Leia's force abilities, all right? So you remember the scene from The Last Jedi where she's blown out of the Raddus and uses the force to get back in. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you may have heard one of my conversations with Patrick Johnson, who is a professor of physics at Georgetown University. And he and I have had conversations about how you could apply real-world physics principles to the situations you see in Star Wars. And one of the conversations we had was about that situation. Patrick theorized that one possibility for her being able to survive in space long enough to get back on the ship was that she might have been able to use the Force to gather the air molecules that were also blown out of the Rattus, to gather that around her like a bubble to be able to help her survive long enough to get back on the ship. And one of the things I talked about was how... People have the ability to do, you know, crazy extreme things in extreme situations like lifting burning cars to save their kids and that sort of thing. And Patrick actually talked about how the brain has limiters in it that will prevent you from using the full strength of your muscles and tendons because you're actually much stronger than the brain will, you know, let you be in some cases because it's trying to prevent you from tearing or ripping them, but that in an extreme circumstance maybe you could do more. And I was thinking maybe this was an extreme circumstance where Leia's latent force abilities were able to come to the fore because of the extremeness of her situation and that she would suddenly be able to use the force to get back on the ship. So, not exactly, as it turns out, because The Rise of Skywalker actually shows us that Leia was at one point in training to be a Jedi with Luke, and was actually doing well enough that she bested him in a training exercise. But, and this part went by me a little fast, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing the movie again so that I can pay a little closer attention when I know this is coming. Not that I wasn't paying close attention, it was just, you know, a lot to take in, but that whole bit about how she saw something in her future and that she decided to give up her jedi training as a result but ultimately she had had some jedi training and so that supports the notion of her ability to be able to use the Force and bring herself back onto the radius without it having to be an emergency extreme situation. That there was some talent that she had, and she just reconnected with it. And I'm going to stop it right there, but there is one very big one that we need to talk about, and we will talk about that on tomorrow's episode. But for today, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always.